Hey everyone, it's Mr. Matt. After this story, please check out my collection of Mr. Matt Originals featuring Bubba the Giraffe. Would you like to hear your name and favorite animal in a story that you helped create? People from around the world send ideas for adventures for Bubba to go on and even get characters named after them. You can find my original stories all the way at the top of my channel. Enjoy! Hey everyone, welcome back to Mr. Matt's Storytime. Today, we're going to be reading a book for our 10-year-old friend Carson called Finding Winnie, the true story of the world's most famous bear by Lindsay Maddock. Could you tell me a story? asked Cole. It's awfully late. It was long past dark and time to be asleep. What kind of story? You know, a true story. One about a bear. We cuddled up close. I'll do my best, I said. A very long time ago, about a hundred years before you were born, there was a veterinarian who lived in Winnipeg. His name was Harry Colburn. A vegetarian? asked Cole. Bear doesn't like vegetarians. No, a veterinarian. It means an animal doctor. I know that, Cole said. That's what I'm going to be maybe when I'm big. If a horse had the hiccups or a cow had the cough, Harry knew how to make them feel just right. Harry's hands were never cold, even in Winnipeg, where winters were so frosty that icicles grew on the insides of your nose. That was just the kind of doctor he was. But a day came when Harry had to say goodbye to Winnipeg. There was a war far, far away, beyond the end of the country and on the other side of the ocean, and he was going to help. He would be caring for the soldiers' horses. Harry rode east on a train full of other soldiers. He leaned his head against the window, watching the land scroll by. <laughs> no, they're just saying goodbye to each other. Wondering what it would be like to be so far from home. The train rolled right through dinner and over the sunset and around 10 o'clock and into a nap and out the next day until it stopped at a place called White River. Harry decided to stretch his legs. On the train platform was a man on a bench with a baby. A baby? said Cole, annoyed. Where's the baby? Oh, I don't see it either. A baby bear. A cub. Harry stopped. It's not every day that you see a bear cub at a train station. That bear has lost its mother, he thought. And that man must be the trapper who got her. What do trappers do? asked Cole. It's what trappers don't do. They don't raise bears. Raise them? You know, I said, love them. Harry thought for a long time. Then he said to himself, there is something special about that bear. He felt inside his pocket and said, I shouldn't. He paced back and forth and said, I can't. Then his heart made up his mind and he walked up to the trapper and said, I'll give you $20 for that bear. Is $20 a lot? asked Cole. Back then, I said, even more than a lot. I know. Captain Colburn, said the colonel on the train as the little bear sniffed at his knees. We're on a journey of a thousand miles heading into the thick of battle and you propose to bring this most dangerous creature? Bear stood up on his hind legs 
as if to salute the colonel. The colonel stopped speaking at once, and then, in quite a different voice, he said, Why he's mad? Because <laughs> he doesn't want the soldier to bring the bear with him. He said, Oh, hello. The men in Harry's regiment squeezed by to have a look. I have decided to name her Winnipeg, Harry told them, so we'll never be far from home. Winnie, for short. They had a very long way to travel, and they had already gone three or four feet when Winnie grew hungry. What do bears eat? The men wondered. What don't they eat? said Harry. Vegetables, Cole reminded me. Winnie ate vegetables, I said. She ate everything except onions. Do you like onions? No. Seboya? No. no. They brought her carrots and potatoes, and apples and tomatoes and eggs and beans and bread, and a tin of fish, and some slop in a dish. But Winnie was still hungry. How about dessert? said Harry, holding up a bottle of condensed milk. Taking the treat in her paws, Winnie lay on her back and hummed a happy song as she drank. The men roared. Harry and Winnie gathered with soldiers from all over Canada in the green fields of Valcadier. A whole city of tents had sprung up there. It sounds like a volcano. It does. Volcadier. Volcardier? Volcardier? Who knows? I don't. The whole city of... And if you're from Volcadier, I'm sorry. (laughs) A whole city of tents had sprung up there. One of was a hospital for horses where Harry went to work. Thanks, buddy. Winnie was in the army now. Harry taught her how to stand up straight and hold her head high and turn this way and that, just so. Soon she was assigned her own post. Even the colonel agreed that Winnie was a remarkable bear. She might have been the best navigator in the whole army. If you hid something, could she find it? She could. What if it was farther away and farther still? Remarkable, he cried. In the evenings, both of them were too tired to move. When Harry thought about Winnie and the voyage across the ocean, his head said, I shouldn't. His head said, I can't. But his heart made up his mind. Nobody had ever tried to float so many people and animals across the Atlantic Ocean before. Oh, those are the soldiers on the boats going across the ocean. Thirty ships sailed together, carrying about 36,000 men and about... He's not trapped. He's just standing at the bow of the ship. He's letting the wind, or she, she's letting the wind rustle her hair, her fur. Thirty ships sailed together, carrying about 36,000 men. doesn't have hair. They have fur, right? Bears have fur? Not hair. No, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. And about 7,500 horses and about one bear named Winnie. When they finally arrived in England... The regiment went on training on the Salisbury Plain, where it rained and rained and rained. But Winnie didn't seem to mind. She was the mascot of the 2nd Canadian Infantry Brigade, and she attended her post with vigor. One day, Harry came running while she was doing her exercises in the tent. You'll bring the whole place down, he said with a laugh. She had grown. It was winter when the order came. The time had come to fight. Winnie posed proudly with the men for pictures to send home to the families. Why are they going to fight him? How, what? Why are they going to fight him? They're not fighting them. They're, they're there to fight a war. 
yeah, the baby bear is there to be moral support for the soldiers. Nope, he's not going to die. He's Winnie and she. Winnie's a she. Harry thought for a long time. His head argued one way and then the other. Are they being mean to him? Nope, they're being nice. They're nice to her. They love Winnie. But his heart made up his mind. He went to Winnie and said in a serious way, There's somewhere we need to go. Winnie brushed the mud off her nose and nuzzled in close. Harry drove all the way to the big city. Here we are, said Harry. The London Zoo. Harry took a deep breath. Winnie, this is going to be your home for a while, he said. She tilted her head. We're shipping out to France, he explained, and I have to take care of the horses on the front. She rested her big head against him. I know you want to come, but it's not safe. Winnie's head bowed. Harry's hands were warm as sunshine as usual. There's something you must always remember, Harry said. It's the most important thing, really. Even if we're apart, I'll always love you. You'll always be my bear. Is that the end? Is that the end of Harry and Winnie's story? That's the end of Harry and Winnie's story, I said. But I don't want it to be over, said Cole. Sometimes, I said, you have to let one story end so the next one can begin. Well, how do you know when that will happen? You don't, I said, which is why you should always carry on. Once upon a time, there was a little boy with a stuffed bear. He'd had a bear ever since he was a baby. But somehow, the boy had never found the right name for him. He'd tried Teddy and Edward, or even Big Bear. One day, the boy went to visit the London Zoo with his father. And there was a bear, a real bear, on the terraces right there. Right away, the boy thought, there is something special about that bear. Her name was Winnie. They became true friends. The boy was allowed to come right inside her enclosure to play. Once the boy had found Winnie, he knew just what to call his stuffed bear. He named it Winnie the Pooh. And the boy was called Cole, said Cole. <laughs> no, his name was Christopher Robin Milne. Christopher Robin would visit Winnie at the zoo, and then he would take his stuffed animal on all sorts of adventures in the woods behind his home. His father, Alan Alexander Milne, wrote books all about them. Harry's Winnie became Winnie the Pooh, and there has never been a more beloved bear. But what about Harry? Cole asked. When Harry visited Winnie at the zoo, he saw how happy she was. She was being raised. She was truly loved. And that was all he had ever wanted. Well, From, it sounds Matt just like you. It sounds Matt just like me? Maddie. Maddie, yeah, kind of. Oh, that's right. Well, that's a different story, though, right? Yeah. So after the war, Harry returned to Winnipeg and his life as an animal doctor. Before long, he was married and had a son named Fred. And Fred had a daughter named Laureen. And Laureen had a daughter named Lindsay, which is me. And then I had a son. And when I saw you, I thought, there's something special about that boy. So I named you after your great-great-grandfather, Captain Harry Colburn. I named you Cole. That's me, said Cole in a whisper. That's you. And that's Winnie? Yes, I said. That's Winnie. And it's all true? Sometimes the best stories are, I said. Cole's eyes grew big and he said nothing for a long time. Then he hugged his own bear close and let out a yawn that reached far away. And they both turned over and fell asleep. And that, my friends was Finding Winnie, the true story of the world's most famous bear. It sounds like 
it does kind of sound like Finding Nemo. You're right, bud. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll catch you next time here on Mr. Matt's Storytime. Bye! Thanks for listening! If you'd like to help keep kids excited about books and stories, please consider supporting my podcast via the link in this story's description or via Venmo at Mr. Matt's Storytime, altogether no apostrophe.